rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is now 8.08 a.m. Well, it's like 8. Oh, it's 8.10, so I was like two minutes off. Sorry, you guys. You're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we've got a great show for you today. We have a wonderful interview with the CEO of Fox Valley United Way, Deborah Rudell. See, all that clap told you. Got your own claps. All right. Got your own claps. Um, So we're going to get into our interview, which is going to be great, but we do have some news items for you guys today, first of all, to talk about. Most importantly is the weather. It's currently 48 degrees outside. It's a rainy, it's a rainy gray morning. Um, For those of you who are tea drinkers like me, um, you're loving this morning. It's nice. It's somber, really gloomy outside. I mean, it's just like, you know, despair. And that makes for good Earl Grey. Really does. A little slice of lemon for your Earl Grey. Maybe that's just me. But uh, enjoy the weather today because it's going to be sunny on Saturday and 48 degrees. But the high today will be 72 degrees. And that looks like it'll be reached at around 4 p.m. Tomorrow, there's a 90% chance of rain and it's going to be 61 degrees. So that looks like it might be a little bit muggy. And Sunday, a 40% chance of rain and a high of 48 as well. All right. Now, um, there is no sports today. You guys know we started injecting a little bit of sports in on your morning to tell you who won and who lost. Uh, well, we're going to take a more philosophical approach to things. Someone won and someone lost last night, definitely. But we are not sports fans. Christine likes sports, and she's not with us today. She's doing insurance for all the people who need to be insured. Uh, and business is booming right now. So sports will resume when Christine comes back for all you sports fans. Go Sox. All right, Sugar Skull City. Shout out to all the local artists and businesses who have contributed to this month-long celebration in downtown Aurora. Take a drive around downtown and check out all the storefront windows, mask up, and do some dining and shopping. Sugar Skull City promotion activities will run from October 15th to November 15th. Uh, Excuse me, artists, community members, youth, and families are invited to honor the Mexican tradition of Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead. Okay. Very cool. The next round of the Change Initiative session is this evening at Main Baptist Church, 814 East Galena Boulevard. The next is going to be the night, excuse me, the 29th of Thursday, or excuse me, which is a Thursday of October, at Impact Church, 4054 Fox Valley Center. Now, the final session is going to be November 5th, which is a Thursday as well, at Society 57, 100 South River Street. I'm told the avocado toast is really good. Oh, you digging the toast? It's amazing. Oh my god. The only person who hasn't had the toast is me really. Okay. I gotta I gotta get down with the avocado toast. <laughs> gotta get down with it. You know, I only eat avocado and guacamole. And that's very sparing. So I gotta step outside my comfort zone. You gotta try it. <laughs> it's <laughs> try amazing. it on some toast. <laughs> All right. Um now that's gonna be at uh, again Society fifty seven is the last and final of the uh, change initiative sessions and that's the fifth of November. Zenleaf in Aurora has opened up. Now, Zenleaf is the city's first adult-use uh, dispensary, located at seventy, excuse me, seven four zero South Route fifty nine. Officials expect the dispensary to generate more than a million dollars in tax revenue a year. 
So that's some money that the city of Aurora could really benefit from. So uh, let's get those taxes of that dispensary. Sounds good. Uh, now, I also want to mention that it is Domestic Violence Awareness and Breast Cancer Awareness. And so we've been telling you guys this for a while. So I want to reiterate to you that you need to uh, help out or donate, if you can, with two fantastic organizations. They are Mutual Ground. And the second is uh, Healing to Healthy with friends Susan May Romano and Miss Amy Downing. They were on our show to talk about the benefits of uh, mammograms and getting tested and camisoles. That's what they make. They make camisoles for ladies. So they're they're really cool. Uh, So Healing to Healthy and Mutual Ground, two great organizations that you could take part in. And shout out to Aurora firefighter Dan Polizzi who was on American Ninja Warrior last night. Wow. I don't know if he got beat up. It's not a beat up thing. You can huh. like, well, he's a Ninja Warrior. And uh, so shout out to him because I like the fire department. They're really nice. My we son, they let my son mess around with the saw. He didn't cut anything, but uh, <laughs> you know, and um, go up to the ladder as it gets extended oh, cool. and everything and sit in the fire truck. And it was a really good time. So we got a soft spot for the Aurora Fire Department here and um keep in mind that there is a mitigation plan for Kane, dupage and will counties and i will be excuse me we will be posting that it is effective friday october 23rd um and with that that's all the news so now we're going to get to our interview with deborah good to see you good to have you you too thank you yeah um and i want to give a shout out right now to kyla britain yay who put it all together and put us in contact. Great, uh, great member of your staff. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to get into the interview. So for the listeners and those who don't know you, why don't you uh, let us know who you are and where you're from? Um, I'm Deborah Rudell. Okay. I reside in Samanac, Illinois right now. Okay. Out in a little lake community. Um, and I just recently was... Um, asked to step into the role of CEO at Fox Valley United Way. Very cool. Very cool. Um, now, you are born and raised in? Um, I was born and raised in Illinois. Um, spent my youth in Upper New York State on a dairy farm. Um, oh, wow. But then moved back to Illinois when I was in the seventh grade. Okay. And so um, Illinois is my home state. I um, grew up and graduated from high school in Palis Park, Illinois, and um, settled in the Samanac area um, when I got married and raised my family. Very cool. And um, it was an adjustment um, from the suburbs to the rural area, and I couldn't love it more. All right. Uh, Now tell us your educational background after high school. So I went to uh, Moraine Valley Community College, and then I went to Wabonzi Community College. And my career goal was to study to be a paralegal. So I went to the American Institute for Paralegal Studies and went to work for an attorney. And um, then I studied online with the University of Phoenix um, Business Administration. And um, in between all that, raised my family and, and took care of my career. Interesting. What a background. And then there's just a little tidy part about being on a dairy farm. Yeah. Uh, let's get that out the way now. I'm interested. Tell us about a little bit about the dairy farm. What was that like? Well, um, it, was a li- it was unusual because um, my father got transferred out to New York with his job. Mm-hmm. And he decided to buy a farm. But he worked his regular job nine to five Monday through Friday. So he 
cash rented, leased out the dairy farm to the what we called as kids the milkman. So um, we were raised in a um, environment where we helped milk the cows and and you know tasted the cream and um, we had horses and ultimately. Um, Dad had a challenge with the board of um, the health department board Mm -hmm. for the state of New York. Um, He had to do a lot of improvements to get the dairy farm up to speed and with health requirements. And he ultimately decided to close the dairy farm down and turn it into a horse farm. And we um, boarded horses. So at one time we had 14 horses that we boarded. And as I was a kid, we had to take care of um, going out and cleaning the stalls and grooming the horses. It was a wonderful childhood. I had a horse of my own. His name was Midnight. I was part of the pony club. Um, had a great time until I had an accident. Um, in the back of our property, we had an old railroad bed. And I was out riding my horse with my dad and his horse. And... Um, the best we can remember, a snake came across my horse's leg and my horse took off. Right. And um, long story short, I fell off the horse on my head onto the railroad bed and was unconscious for about 72 hours. And after that, my parents would never allow me to ride my horse without my hard hat. And I was upset because of all the other farm kids didn't have to wear a hard hat, but I had to. But it was um, quite an experience when I was young. So I had a great upbringing living on a farm. Um, at one time, we had 18 cats on the farm. Um, wow. Thus the reason I'm a, a, a cat lover. And um, so it was a great childhood. It was a great way to um, grow up. And um, then Dad got transferred back to Illinois. And um, we brought three of our horses back with us. Um, but it was never the same. Right. Yeah. Um, growing up, what impact did your dad have in your life? My father was absolutely amazing. Um, he was such a um, absolutely positive person. Um, just like I said, when we moved up to um, New York, he bought a farm. Um, he was a hard worker. He started working for the company he worked for, Continental Can Corporation, when he was 14 years old. Um, working on the line. And he worked his way up through manufacturing, through sales, through management, to the point where he was an executive on the team at the end of his career. Um, My dad was um, a student of the school of Dale Carnegie. um, A big famous. Yeah, you know, just, it was just who he was. He believed in principle-centered leadership. He uh, raised us with a glass half full mentality and was always encouraging and supportive and you know was a very much a hands-on dad but traveled a lot as well um he was just really the backbone of who i am today um an incredible work ethic um an incredible spirit of kindness and compassion and um he actually retired when he was 55 years old. I'm very jealous that he was able to do that and traveled the world. And um, for the last uh, 20 years of his life, he battled Parkinson's disease and he battled it with such integrity and, and courage and, and strength and, and never lost his spirit of love and compassion. And he's just my hero. He really is. 
we lost him five years ago and life just isn't the same. Um, I think I mentioned to you, I recently had a new grandbaby. Yes. Um, two days ago, my granddaughter was born. And one of my biggest sadnesses um, that my father can't see my son um, with his new daughter. And my father can't see his great granddaughter because he'd be very proud. Yeah. Um, but I'm so very grateful for both my parents giving me just this amazing spirit of. Um, you know, compassion and, and care, and it's just who they were. So I feel very fortunate. What's it like being the CEO of the Fox Valley United Way? Well, um, maybe you should ask me in about three or four months. <laughs> I've only been doing it for one week. Okay. Um, I recently was offered the position by our board of directors, and I um, humbly accepted the opportunity but I'm excited because I've got an amazing team of people that I've worked with for many, many years. Mm -hmm. So I understand their talents and their gifts and who they are and what motivates them. And I feel super fortunate that um, I'm going to step into this new role with people surrounding me that are um, collaborative and supportive and um, just awesome people. So... I notice in your story about uh, being raised on the uh, up there in New York in that part of your life that you fell off the horse, but you got back on. I did, but I had to wear the hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I did. I got back it's on. It's a life lesson right there. Yeah. That's right. Get back on. Yeah. Um, now, you were director of operations for the 14 years um, prior. Was Did I have that? Is that correct? Well, my last role with United Way was director of operations. Okay. All right. Um, initially, I was brought on to United Way about 14 and a half years ago as director of administration and okay. events. And then through that process, my last role was as director of operations. Hmm. Um, so let's take it from now the top. What is the Fox Valley United Way? For those who don't know. Well, we're a nonprofit organization. We're part of a national um, United Way Worldwide okay. um, collective um, initiative. United Way is, in our nation, the largest funder of social services, only second to the U.S. government. I didn't know that. Yeah. That being said, um, what we are is we kind of look at it as we're almost like a franchise. We're a um, division of United Way. We're um, governed by United Way rules and regulations. And um, we have membership requirements in order to be a United Way. Um, we're a smaller United Way. The next United Way closest to us regionally is Chicago Metro. So they're a very large United Way. They've got a much bigger service area than we do. What we have is the really important area of Kane and Kendall County. Mm -hmm. And um, we've recently incorporated um, St. Charles area. So we go um, pretty much um, central to northern Kane County and all of Kendall County. Okay. And our objective is to really raise resources, financial resources, to support the needs of our community. Um, Fox Valley United Way's bold goal and initiative is to really focus on 
the family, the dynamics of the family. We focus on the health, education, and financial stability of all the people in the communities that we serve. Um, our goal is to provide resources to those families so that their children have all the opportunities they need to grow into healthy, successful, and educated um, members of society. Right. So we're focusing on the most important parameters of raising a healthy family. Um, so we raise money in order to support programs that are going to support our community members um, so that they can succeed in school and life. Now, there are those people. Do you ever hear those people that say, why can't they pull themselves up by their bootstraps? They should be trying to do their own thing. And uh, it's not that hard for people to, or it's not that easy for people to just do such a thing. You know what? Um, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. There was a time when I felt the same way hmm. because I didn't understand the dynamics of what a family household is. I was, like I said, I was raised in a very blessed environment. I was given all the resources I needed to grow as a child. I was given an education. I was given opportunities. I was raised by parents who were very positive. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, so um, I was raised with a constant parent. That dynamic isn't happening in our communities today. Nowadays, both parents have to work in order to support a family. So maybe a child is given to a caregiver, or maybe a young child is being cared for by a family member. Maybe that family member um, doesn't even speak the English language. Maybe they're coming from a home that only speaks Spanish. Um, so the child is raised in a loving environment, um, but they didn't learn the English language. Right. So when they start preschool or kindergarten, can you imagine how far behind the curve they are just because they don't understand the, the communicated language? Right. Um, families were, are not maybe as fortunate as I was. They weren't given the financial resources to have the ability to buy books or have toys or even have um, the internet or cable TV to watch educational programs. Right. Maybe they don't have, um, maybe they come from a broken family and there's um, chaos or conflict within that family dynamic. And that doesn't create an environment where a child can um, grow and flourish. Um, so it's not as easy as pulling up your bootstraps. It may be that you don't have the resources that you need in order to provide this child the foundation that they need to be successful. What brought about the change in you? What was the moment when you started seeing it or seeing the, the multifaceted layer that takes place in people's lives? Probably two things. Number one, having children of my own, but most importantly, starting my work with United Way. It made me realize that there's so much we can do as natural human beings to help other people and not judge them because quite honestly, we don't understand them. How do you judge 
um, this family, this single mom who's working three jobs and, and having to farm her child out to caregivers, how do we judge her when we don't understand her? Right. We haven't lived in her shoes. Right. We don't understand the dynamics of what challenges she has to deal with. And working for United Way changed my whole perspective. Um, it made me realize that we as human beings can do so much to help others, to lift them up and have opportunities. Because really, though, you talk about children. I, t I think about my new grandbaby who was just born. She's going to be the future of, of my family, and she's going to be the future of my community and maybe the future of my nation. Um, so we have to give those children every opportunity we can to have the tools to advance themselves and know that they have the confidence to do the things that they have all the capabilities of doing. That's one of those things that I've always felt when it comes to like large corporations and institutions who can do good. Um, you know, I've never been tasked to sit on their financial board to check where spending is going. But I've also I've always just been of the mindset that if those in leadership in these organizations would take the human approach, perhaps work could be done uh, that could have a greater impact in families' lives as opposed to looking at the costs associated with helping people. Because I think that a lot of times large, large organizations, they look at that. They see the individual not as a person but as a... Uh, you know, a number or a statistic or simply a box that must be checked. Uh, not insinuating that that's how Fox Valley United Way looked at people before, but I do appreciate the what you're talking about, the element of looking at the human and just realizing, like, you know what, these people, people need help. They need help with which to, you know, they need to they need to be given a pair of boots that they could then pull up themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but they need those boots. And yep. if they don't have those boots, where do they start? And you bring up a really valid point about the cost investment. And you think about um, youth who are incarcerated mm -hmm. and what it's costing our nation to rehabilitate those children who have been incarcerated versus giving the families the tools they need to provide the structure for their children to learn and grow through the process to avoid that incarceration to begin with. The dollars we spend on the front end to give the families the tools to change these lives, to keep these children out of jail or out of trouble, um, that investment on the front end is so much more valuable than what we're spending on the back end of trying to rehabilitate um, incarcerated youth or children or adults. Um, so the investment is really minimal if right. we do it from the start. Um, and I think it's so important to understand that we cannot just judge somebody based on what we see them dealing with in poverty. We have to look at them as a human being and they have opportunities and we need to provide them with those opportunities and tools so that everybody can have what they need to educate and um, be healthy and have the financial stability to move forward through life successfully. 
Now, does the Fox Valley United Way have a, uh, is there an age system of uh, assistance that you give? Or is it for all families? Oh, excuse me, my mic. Uh, is it for all families, all times? There's no tier level of, of associate? Well, um, our bold goal is to focus on children age birth to five. And United Way has chosen to make that our initiative and our bold goal because we felt like that was where we could have the most amount of impact, starting um, to help these families right from the start from birth. Right. Um, so we have an initiative called SPARK. It's an acronym that stands for Strong, Prepared, and Ready for Kindergarten. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's great. Statistics show that if a children enters kindergarten prepared, they are going to have an opportunity to succeed all throughout the educational system. Um, if a child starts kindergarten and they don't know how to, um, you know, figure their numbers or how to articulate or how to um, speak um, and conversate with other children. If a child doesn't have the resources, just for example, a family in poverty who doesn't have the ability to feed a child a good breakfast in the morning, which we know is so important, they go to kindergarten and they're, um, they're not alert, they're not attentive, they're not having an ability to learn um, because they didn't have that resource of a good meal because their family might be in poverty and can't afford to do that. Um, so it's actually supporting those children birth to five to have the resources that they need to succeed when they first start out. Big task. Yes. Ambitious goals. Yes. But so necessary in that age group at a very pivotal time of uh, life and starting the educational career. We truly are investing in the future of our community, and these children age birth to five are our future, and we need to be able to give them all the tools and all the resources so that they have every opportunity to achieve and succeed. You know, I sit here and I talk to you, and I think about conversations I've had with people who, uh, you know, responsible job holders friends of mine having conversations and they they would articulate the merits of stopping a school food program for kids in the morning and Curtis you know how much money it would cost to do something like that and I and I you know and it just bothers me that they would just articulate the the benefits of stopping kids from eating lunch or excuse me uh, eating a breakfast a meal in the morning time and uh I you know I don't I, how does it feel like just knowing that there's people out there who don't see a benefit to what we're talking about? I think those people just don't understand. Um, they haven't opened their eyes to look at the world from someone else's perspective. They're not, um, quote unquote, you know, don't judge somebody till you walk in their shoes. And I, I learned that easy on, um, early on, I should say, when I started working for United Way. Right. And someone came into the office and they just wanted money for a cup of coffee and a donut. And I initially didn't want to hand them money because I didn't want to facilitate um, 
a habit of those people coming in and, and asking me for money. Stray cat syndrome. Right. Um, but I also, when those people came in, I started to learn about what they were going through and what obstacles they had in their lives. And whether those obstacles be mental illness or sometimes domestic violence or sometimes drug and alcohol addiction, um, sometimes just bad choices, whatever those items were that led them to this desperate state where they had to come in and ask for money to buy a donut. Um, I wasn't looking them at, I wasn't initially looking at them as a person that was experiencing something that I didn't understand because I never experienced it. And it kind of changed my whole perspective. I've got to tell you, I've had the opportunity at United Way to work with a lot of organizations um, who help people with drug and alcohol addiction, who help people in domestic violence situations. And it's so easy for us on the outside to judge what these people are going through. But until you really listen to their stories or until you walk in their shoes, you don't understand the obstacles that they had that got them to that situation. And there's a lot of great organizations out there that can help these people through the process of getting through the obstacles that they had to deal with. Um, the sound that you're hearing for those listening is a a drill or whatever <laughs> that is, weirdo, some weird. They never work around here. They never do construction. They're never doing anything until we start interviewing somebody. Like, oh, it's time to turn to turn to work, guys. But uh, it's not minuscule sound. Um, I am actually very impressed by the work that the Fox Valley United Way does. We'll talk about some specifics. Um, but I, you guys came across my radar uh, a couple times before, but most recently in regards to a cruise night and looking for cars oh. for the cruise night. Uh, can we talk about that? You bet. Mm -hmm. um, that was actually Kyla's um, uh, initiative and you know, we talk about everything we want to do in the community. Yeah. It takes money to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and in order to do those kind of things, um, we have wonderful staff like Kyla on board who um, help us do a fundraising event. And this was a, a small fundraising we have event we did. Um, it was a barbecue. We had five bees barbecue come out okay. to Farm and Fleet, set up their pork chops and chicken barbecue, and then we invited people to come and bring their classic cars. Nice. And initially, when we first started the uh, event, Kyla was like, oh, my gosh, only three cars um, responded that they're coming. What are we going to do? And how many did we have? Like 25 cars out. Mm -hmm. And we had a lot of people coming out. It was a beautiful evening. We had an amazing sunset. And people just came out to support and financially assist Fox Valley United Way. Right. And um, that's things that we need to do because we have a big task of raising money to help support these initiatives that we want to invest in. Um, so, and it's, it's great to have a bunch, the whole thing was done by volunteers. We have a wonderful group of volunteers that are very loyal to us, mm -hmm. and we're always looking for more volunteers. Okay. Um, I've already solicited your um, sounds guy over here, your intern, who is now a staff member. Um, 
We love volunteers. All right. And we need volunteers in order to push um, our goals forward. All right, we're down. A brother can help. Yeah, we, yeah. Good looking out. I like that. I like that. It's more than audio and Good Morning Aurora. We do everything here. Uh, Very cool. So uh, now that event already happened. It did. What um what uh, what was the total raised? Can we talk about some of the good stuff that came out of that? Um, Were there any well, we success raised, stories? We raised about fifteen hundred dollars. Okay. Which um, we had hoped to raise a lot more, mm-hmm. but we were very happy with. This was one of our first um, initiatives um, with this kind of fundraiser. Right. Um, so it was a really good opportunity for United Way to get out there in the public, to have a bunch of people um, collaborate and get together and enjoy what we do and why we do it. So right. it was a wonderful success. Yeah, I've got connections with a car club. I came on some of the information late, but I did mention that uh, the next time it comes around, yeah, we'll put you, the word out there. and We'll make sure you make know sure. all about it. Oh, yeah, definitely. It. Absolutely. Definitely. It, it's interesting. See, this is why I love doing this show because uh, I was literally sitting here reading the news about you guys one day. Fox Valley United Way is having a classic car night, and who knew? Right. Yeah. Be right. sitting here chopping it up with Miss Rudell. This is awesome. There you go. Um, now, in addition to the activities of the Fox Valley United Way, do you partner with any other organizations? We do. We partner yeah. with a lot of organizations, and um, we partner in the sense that we ask them to apply for funding with Fox Valley United Way. Just for an example, um, we partner with Hesed House. Hesed House um, is a homeless shelter locally, but the funny thing is, and it's really not funny actually, it's actually kind of sad, but Hesed House has a large family population. So go figure that you have families who actually live at Hassett House, mm-hmm. a mother, a father, uh, two children, and they live at Hassett House. We partner with Hassett House to make sure that we are able to provide them what they need to provide those families with the resources. Just for an example, we um, partnered with them to provide a Play, Learn, Connect activity at Hassett House where children who live in the family um, area at Hesed House have um, games and learning tools and opportunities to continually grow and educate um, the children, even though they're not living in a you know home environment. They're living in a shelter environment. We partner with organizations like Mutual Ground. We partner with organizations that um, provide daycare and, and child care to, you know, um, Section 8 um, families or families who come in low income on the um, income scale. So we partner with a lot of organizations in our community mm-hmm. that are going to support um, families in the community. We partner with the Aurora Interfaith Food Pantry and the Kendall County Food Pantry to make sure that we support these families who need to rely on the food pantries to feed their family. Right. Um, and we all know that food is so essential to the health of a family. Oh, yeah. And if a child isn't healthy, the child doesn't have the opportunity to engage the brain to learn the things that they need to learn. 
Um, so it's all kind of a cycle of support. Right. Um, now, what's your what's your view, your vision uh, as CEO of the Fox Valley United Way? Well, initially, I want to raise a lot more money so that we can invest in a lot more programs. Um, I feel like we have an opportunity to significantly move the needle mm. in our community, supporting the young families in our community. And the only way we're going to do that is by raising more money so that we can support the programs that support these families. What's the number one, um, what's the number one need for families in our area? Because we're, we're strictly Kane and Kendall. We're Kane and Kendall Kendall. County. I think the number one need is making sure that these children are prepared to go into school on an equal level to all other children. And whether that be through um, doing um, intake interviews and, and checking to make sure that these children's skills are where they need to be on the growth chart, whether mm -hmm. these children are communicating properly, whether they're physically doing the things that they need to do. We need to evaluate the children, make sure that they have the resources that they need. In your screening process, if you find evidence of like any abuse or anything like that in the family, do you pass that information on? Um, through the screening process, we provide other organizations okay. information or we'll provide the families information. Okay. You know, you might have a family where you have a mother and a father and the child is struggling. And through the screening process, we may see evidence that there might be some domestic violence or some abuse. Mm -hmm. We have to be very um, careful with that sure. um, because when we do a screening process, confidentiality is first and foremost. Um, but we could provide that parent with opportunities to seek help in other avenues because we recognize that maybe this child is struggling because there might be chaos at home. And maybe that be just recommending that they go to family counseling services or letting them know that there are other opportunities in the community to seek out help. Um, so we're not social workers. We're not licensed social workers. What we do is we provide families with the resources so that they can go and get the help they need. The time is now 8.48 a.m., and you are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast, and we are sitting down with Deborah Rudell, the CEO of Fox. Good Morning Aurora. I am Brenda Rogers, candidate for Kane County Recorder of Deeds. As your next Recorder of Deeds, I will protect our taxpayers' investment, bring awareness to the position, and do outreach to our residents and veterans. I am asking for your vote during early voting, mail-in ballot, or on November 3rd. Vote for Brenda Rogers, Kane County Recorder of Deeds, paid for by Citizens for Brenda Rogers. Accountability in government is not a nice-to-have, it's a must-have. That's why I'm voting for Tracy Miller for Kane County Board, District 4. As a mother and businesswoman, she understands the middle class. She's fighting to keep property taxes from going up and to keep us, the citizens, informed of what's taking place. I want a voice in county government that listens to me. 
That's why I'm voting Tracy Miller on November 3rd for King County Board District 4. Paid for by Friends of Tracy Miller. Valley United Way. Um, what does America mean to you? It, home. America means home to me. This is where I live. This is what I believe in. This is where I'm proud to be. Um, it, I, it's, there's no other place I'd rather be. Um, and it is home. Um, when I think about some of the volunteer work I've done, I've met people uh, from different countries and things like that. Uh, I've done a lot of volunteer work with the Neighbor Project of which, which nice. people come across who are not or who are new to the American experience. The thread that I found that connects all of these individuals, whether they're from Sudan or Ecuador, is that when they have the opportunity to contribute and build something new, they really like that. People like that. Um, I have not seen a case of people being ungrateful for a new opportunity and people who are willing to help them. Um, what's some success stories? I mean, confidentiality, I'm sure if we can't talk about, but are there some specific success stories that you've had and seen over your career? Yes, absolutely. All right. um, one of my favorite stories is about a young lady who actually came to intern with us. Mm -hmm. um, she was studying public policy. Um, and come to find out this young lady um, really had some challenges walking in the door. She came from a family that was very low income, a family that had um, domestic abuse to the point where the father was very abusive to the mother, to the point where the brother ended up emulating those abusive qualities that he saw in the father to one point actually physically almost choking his sister to death. This young lady grew up in a family like this. This young lady grew up in a family where they went to the food pantry to get food and where McDonald's was really a typical meal. She didn't know what a salad was. She didn't want to eat fruit. She wanted to eat French fries and cheeseburgers because that's all she ever knew. Right. Um, and yet... She still persevered through this process. She still went to high school. And, and when she was ridiculed in high school for maybe being overweight or coming from a low-income family, she still persevered. And she went on to college, and she went on to interview for an internship with United Way, and she got a, an internship. And she was such a success story to me because she really wasn't given the tools when she was young mm. to succeed. She had the perseverance within herself to um, get beyond what her family life provided her when she was a child. And um, now she's got a great job. She's very successful. She's well-loved. And it's okay for me to share this story because she shared it with um, all the people at our United Way breakfast a few years ago. Um, but I'm very proud to have known her and to have watched her grow and to have learned her story. Um, you can pull yourself out of poverty. You can pull yourself 
into a world where you have nothing but success. You can. You yes. can. Yes. Um, Fox, uh, Fox Valley United Way Breakfast. Yes. What time does that start? What time um, yeah. Start? <laughs> so, um, Fox Valley United Way Breakfast um, actually turned into a luncheon a couple of years ago, but it was our opportunity to address the community and let the community know what was important to us and what we were working on. And last year in May, this year, May 2020, was... Um, the first time we did not have the Fox Valley United Way breakfast mm. in the 14 years that I've been here um, because of the pandemic, yeah. obviously. Um, and we miss seeing everybody and we miss sharing our story. But <laughs> we know that um, we, we're still doing the work we need to do. And we'll share that story um, in other avenues, other means. Um, what is uh, what's the uh, impact of the pandemic? That was my next question. What's the impact of the pandemic been on operations with the United Way? Well, the impact on the pandemic we've seen more um, affects the community, which obviously affects us. Right, our work. Um, Fox Valley United Way joined a coalition of other funders being the Dunham Fund, the Community oh, yeah. Foundation. Shout out to yeah. the Community Foundation. Fox River, but yeah. yeah, Julie Marcos. Yeah. And, uh, or Vicky. Vicky. Marcos and, and Julie, Julie Christman. Christman. Yes, right. friends. Love, love those organizations, and we love um, collaborating with them. The Inc. Board, the Aurora um, Women's Empowerment Center, and I believe even the Y. Um, as funders, we all came together and recognized that the pandemic was going to create um, – financial conflicts for people in our community. And we joined the funders um, group and we donated over $300,000 to that funders group so that we could support agencies that needed help to help the community during the pandemic. Um, altogether, I believe about half a million dollars was raised to go out to agencies in our community People like Hesed House, you know, mm -hmm. Hesed House, the pandemic hit. They initially had to place their residents in hotels. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. Um, and they needed funding to be able to expand their uh, facility to s accommodate social distancing, to help, you know, create a population where the um, virus wouldn't spread. Um, so they were able to reach out to the funders group and get extra financial resources to help with that process through the pandemic. I think the Kane County Sheriff's Office just contributed as well. To oh, them. they did. I, yeah, think, I think it so. was about a million dollars to expansion, which yes. is, yes, fabulous. Mm -hmm. um, you know, from a organization standpoint, we learned um, as a staff, how absolutely resilient we were. We all um, started working from home, working remotely. And it's funny, the response from all staff members were, holy cow, I'm working so much harder than I ever did before. Um, it was just unbelievable how everybody stepped up and still continued to do business as normal outside of what is normal. Right. Yeah. So... Um, and the pandemic has given us an opportunity to take a look at what our um, community needs really are and making sure that we're still supporting the community throughout all this because it's been so hard on families. Think about 
a low-income family who's, because of the pandemic, they've lost their job. So they've lost their revenue. And now all of a sudden, families who never went to the food pantry are lining up at the food pantry. Have you gone by the Aurora Interfaith Food Pantry on Tuesdays or Thursdays? I have, yes. Isn't it unbelievable the amount of cars, the amount of people who are looking for help that probably never, ever needed help before? Yeah, uh, so I'm a veteran, and we meet in the post right next door, the Ambest Post. All right, yeah. Like, what, 38 feet away from that place? yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. And... um, yeah, to your point, there are people who never thought that they would see themselves in a food line. Um, and it's just, it's really humbling. It's really sad. And I think it brought things to into perspective for a lot of people. Nobody ever lived like that. Like, uh, So I told you before the show, my parents are divorced. So, like, I, you know, I, I saw how things were hard on my mom, um, how she would have to do extra with which to provide like a nice night you know what i mean uh it was it was it was a luxury to have pizza delivered there was no extra you know there was no disposable income for that kind of thing and i think that people who've never had that situation before to now enter that maybe in a later stage in their life i mean people were crying and stuff like that and it's yeah, it's humbling. It really is. It, it is. And I understand what you've been through. I, um, I actually was divorced, raising my two teenage sons um, on my own. And um, I'll never forget one Thanksgiving, I got a phone call from the social worker at my youngest son's school. And she said, Deborah, we have identified you as a family in need, and we have a church that wants to donate a Thanksgiving meal to you. And initially, I was absolutely horrified. Here I work for United Way, I, and this was 14 years ago, I, I help other people, I don't need help. Right. But unbeknownst to me, I was struggling financially. I, it, it was very difficult to be a single mom with two teenagers. Um, and unbeknownst to me, my youngest son was going to school and eating all of his friends' lunches. Um, he never had money for lunch. And I would say to him, Do you, did you get money from your dad for lunch? Because that was the deal. Dad mm-hmm. would pay for lunch. But he was too intimidated to ask his dad for that money. Sure. So he's telling me that he has lunch money, and I'm thinking I'm being a good mom and making sure he has a good lunch at school. And this is why school lunches are very important. And um, the teacher said, oh, we've been buying Jesse lunches every day for months. I had no idea. Um, I had no idea that my child was too afraid to ask me for money because he knew financially I was totally tapped out. Oh, yeah. Um, And so I had to learn to be able to, in my heart, accept the gift that this church was providing to me. Right. Um, it was very humbling, and, it, and I learned so much from it because I have to tell you, for myself and my two boys, it was the most amazing Thanksgiving I ever had. I'm going to get teared up, but it was just something my children learned 
to appreciate the kindness of others and something my children learn to accept the kindness of others, not to let pride get in the way because I was going to let pride get in the way. Yep. It was the most incredible gift the community could have given us. And it was just like Christmas opening up the box. We had a turkey. We had a, a pie. We had stuff to make stuffing and green beans. And it was just overwhelming because we really wouldn't have had that stuff. Right. We weren't in poverty, but we were struggling. Yeah. Um, so... I think it makes us better people to have to even go through those things to understand the importance of being humble and accepting those gifts. And then in turn, when you get to the point, to pay it forward and give those gifts back. And I saw the lesson that my children learned because now they're very generous and kind to others who might not be as fortunate as they are. Yeah, I um, I grew up without... I went to bed hungry Aww. a lot when I was a kid, which is why it to volunteer to help out like at the food pantry and you know how their operation does. They got the cold storage room in the back and they kind of make like a, a daisy chain, a line and right. you come back there. Yeah, that's I'm telling you, I know Amazing. the val- I know the value of waking up and just having something to eat. It'll change your whole perspective. It'll give you the energy to go out and look for a job or at least be able to deal with the rejection if you get the letter that you didn't get the job. Right. I mean, it is, it's so important. And now being a single parent too, you know, the, I didn't look at it as being too prideful to take it before, but now being a single dad, like it makes me want to help other people because I'm telling you like there is nothing that is more empowering than people helping each other because a lot of times it's not like that you know and I I can empathize with the with my mom's like struggle now because I lost my job when COVID came and just like that I went from having a job to being an unemployed single dad living unemployment paycheck to unemployment paycheck and it's scary knocks you off your horse yeah it was Absolutely. super scary. Yeah. You know, um, luckily for me and being a sailor, like, you know, choppy waters, we ain't scared of that. So, awesome. you know, I was able to pull myself right. up and everything. But uh, for the people who don't have resources and maybe don't have family members around them, that is a humbling experience. It's very scary. It is. It's super scary. Some people that I've met, they've only been in the country for a couple of years and they don't have that support. They don't have a, they a don't support have system. To, right? Exactly. So what what are they going to do? How scary. Yeah, and that's made that's peppered my. That's why I asked about uh, your your change and your outlook on things because that is important, and that's a lot of fuel to the fire of positivity. Mm-hmm. You know, people who who don't think that that can happen to them, right? They don't think they'll be in that position before, you know, or ever. You know, um, yeah, this is a great episode. I'm glad to have a chance to sit down with you guys, Kayla's. That's in the studio with us and everything. She put it all together. This is this is really cool. I'm glad to uh, speak because I really like your organization. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you guys you. are doing great work. Thank you great so work. much. Um, how can, where are you guys located, and uh, where can people access you? Find we're, out about you. We're um, almost neighbors. We're located in downtown Aurora. Okay. We're on um, Galena Boulevard. I always tell people we're kind of kitty corner from the Paramount Theater, right next to Aurora Fast Print. Um, <gasps> shout That's out, right. Yep. 
Shout out to Aurora Fast Print, our wonderful landlords. Give Grand um, Home, what's up? Yep, yep. Um, and uh, we've been um, at that office for probably six years now. On top of, is, um, that, is that top No, we're office? right next door down on street level. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I, I can never tell in that building I know. what it looks like. Yeah. All I right. Um, so we're right downtown, and uh, anybody can go on our website, um, foxvalleyunitedway.org, okay. and see what we're doing. We're um, in the midst of our holiday assistance program, so we're looking for sponsors okay. to help us. We have identified over 100 families that are really struggling right now that we're going to match up sponsors so that these children have something under the tree for the holidays. Oh, yeah. Um, we're actually taking on 20 families from Hesed House because they don't have the facility availability right now to run their own holiday assistance program. So what we do is we match up these families in need um, with people like you and other people in the community who say, I want to give back this year. And we provide them a list of the children's names, age, gender, what their likes and dislikes are, what the size clothing uh, is that they need. And these sponsors go out and actually buy gifts for these children. You know what I just started doing too? That I, I, um, you just sparked a, a, I'm weird like that. That's okay. So thanks for putting up with it. I'm, I'm strange. Uh, you know what I started doing too? I started collecting like I have donation boxes in my house. So that's another thing I started doing. Excellent. I started like I'm not just gonna throw it. I, I'm not throwing it out. I got donations, so I got a donation section. I have a basement now. Okay. God, it feels good. I went from <laughs> an apartment to a house. I'm balling now. Nice. Um, anyway, I got a I got a section of clothes, canned goods, and then you know other items with which to uh, give away, like a fan. And different things like that. And yeah. you know, there are so many families who would be so grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's just wonderful. Yeah, I got like yeah. 30 cans of mandarin oranges. So if you need, you know, <laughs> you need mandarin oranges, I'm your boy. I'm your man. Um, now, are you guys on Facebook as well? We are. Facebook. We're on Facebook, Fox Instagram. Valley United Way, Instagram. Okay, y'all yes. got the gram? Yeah. What? Awesome. If we're not friends, we're going to be. There you go. All right. And uh, what's coming soon? What's uh, what's on the calendar coming up next? Well, we're really focused on our holiday assistance program that um, is pretty much um, all hands on deck. Right. Because um, we're already at 300 children. So collaborating with other organizations like Wrigley in Yorkville and even the Hotel Arista out in Neighborville, Last year, they would sponsor. Yeah, they would sponsor families, um, and they would in, embrace all their employees to be part of that program and uh, support our holiday assistance program. Lots of organizations, lots of families who just want to help another family in need. Um, some community organizations, and we're doing toy drives. So if there's um, companies that want to do a toy drive usually the city of aurora puts a box out in at city hall to collect toys and um other organizations will collect hats scarves and mittens so we make sure that these children are well prepared for the winter as well awesome um good morning to elias and good morning to carla santalan 
one of our best interviews person said awesome awesome oh, very nice see, i told you it's gonna be good I told you it was gonna flow smooth very nice. <laughs> <laughs> um so the time is now 9.08 a.m. You've been listening and watching Good Morning Aurora, uh, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we're very glad to sit down with Deborah Rudell, the CEO of Fox Valley United Way. Um, so before we go, I did just want to ask you um, about some of you know your team. Do you want to give any shout outs to uh, anybody at the time with the team and people we should be on the lookout for? So we're super, super stoked um, because of this transition. There's a lot of staff members whose positions have um, adjusted or elevated. And um, I'm super excited to have an amazing team. Um, I want to give a shout out to Kyla, first of all. She's our new Director of Development and Community Engagement. She's the um, person who's going to keep us all in line when it comes to doing our fundraising events and and getting out and letting the community know we're there. Um, I am so blessed to work with um, my associate, Denise Moret, who has been with Fox Valley United Way for close to 12 years. So Mm -hmm. we've worked together a long time. Um, she has been elevated to director of administration for Fox Valley United Way. And I couldn't do this job without her because of her expertise and experience and also her compassionate character. Um, she's going to be an amazing support to the stability of our organization. Trish Rooney, who was originally our director of SPARC, our early childhood initiative, mm-hmm has been elevated to director of programs and she will be not only in charge of our childhood initiative and our bold goal but she's also going to take charge of our racial equity and justice initiative she is going to be responsible for our grant making process which includes making the decisions on how those funds that we raise are allocated out to the community She's going to be in charge of our 211 program, um, which I didn't even get a chance to tell you about. I'd love to tell you oh, about yeah, it. Oh, yeah, please go ahead. We got time. Um, it's the United Way uh, resource line that any community member in Kane County can simply dial 211 from their cell phone or their home phone to ask for resources in our community. So, say I've got a community member who is looking for rental assistance. What they need to do is pick up their phone, dial 211, and the United Way supported officers, operators, excuse me, will give those community members the resources of the agencies they need to reach out to to get help. And whether you need help with rental assistance, mortgage assistance, help getting food, help looking for a job, um, need information about a direct um, um, domestic violence um, shelter, anything, call 211. That's our United Way Resource Center. Awesome. Trish is going to oversee that project along with our volunteer initiative. She'll be working with Kyla on our volunteer initiative, Volunteer Fox Valley. Very I'm cool. super excited to have Cassia. Um, work with us, who's just brilliant in our family engagement. 
um, initiative. Um, she is the person who really connects to these families. She's the person who knows what their needs are. She's bilingual, and she's an incredible asset to our organization. A big shout-out to Carla. She's um, our Latino family engagement specialist, and she recently got her um, Master's of Social Work degree from Aurora University, and um, we're really excited. She's actually going to be moving on um, to another role at one of our partner agencies, AID, um, and oh, no, yeah, she'll yeah. be doing fabulous work, um, more direct service work around her social work. And I got to tell you, we're just absolutely incredibly blessed to have a staff that is so dynamic and committed and so incredibly committed to the collaboration of all the other organizations in our community. So um, couldn't do it without them all. They're, they're all rock stars. Association for Individual Development, was that what A is? AID stands yeah. for Association yeah. for Individual Development. Yeah, they do good stuff. They do. Yeah. Amazing. Got to get them on the show. You betcha. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Stay tuned for that, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Um, so now the show ends on a positive note. Okay. Um, so what would you, oh, and I wanted to ask about a Hotel Arista. Um, do you know Nancy? Is it Nancy? Nancy, I don't know. She's with Nancy. the Quad County Chamber. There's a lady that works there for her. Hmm. Maybe I do my homework right. Okay. Hotel Arista, that's the um, in Naperville by Top Golf. Exactly. Right on exactly. 59 over there. They're they're actually um, right on the border between Naperville and Aurora, hmm. and we have a relationship with them where they usually will help out um, for our holiday assistance. And I got to tell you a quick story. Last year. They changed up some of their products at their spa. Last year, they brought to us like 100 gift baskets full of shampoo, conditioner, lotion, and body wash so that every single mother who was um, coming to us for our holiday assistance program mm -hmm. got something special. And I got to tell you how important that is because our holiday assistance program really focuses on the children. And we all know as parents, especially moms, a lot of times we do without so that our children can get what they need. Mm -hmm. And when Hotel Arista gave us those little gift packs specifically for the moms to say you are recognized that you do special things and you make sacrifices for your children, um, all the mothers really appreciated it. It was just was just an opportunity to just say, you know, here's something special for just you. Shout out to Hotel Arista. Yeah. Yeah, they got a spa. It's nice. I haven't been there yet. Ooh. It's on my bucket it's, list. Yeah. I've yeah. Been, yeah. I had a tour. <laughs> Did they you? Had, we had lunch. Well, I had the escape room. Oh. Uh, I met with a person there, and we were going to do a, uh, a partnership. Uh, they asked us to come up there and see if we could bring the escape room experience to, for their corporate clients who come into town. Oh, cool. And uh, set up shop in there. And uh, we looked at logistics and what we'd have to do and everything. Uh, the conversation went well. Uh, we didn't actually do anything, but they sent some of their customers. We left some of our uh, pamphlets and brochures and whatnot at the hotel, and they were giving that out to people. So we got a lot of customers come to our escape room. And then when they came, we gave them, or when different people came, we gave them hotel arrest stuff, let them know about the hotel. Very cool. But, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, 
the minestrone soup in that little bottom cafe. Oh, Ooh. their bottom cafe is nice. Yeah. To die for. Yeah. yeah, let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> All right. Uh, the show ends on a positive note. What is your message for the people of Aurora today and the, uh, the folks in the county? Care about others. Keep your heart open to whatever your neighbors in need are experiencing. And when given the opportunity to lend a helping hand, reach out. Amen to that. It makes a difference in people's lives. It truly does. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, wow. This is the season for giving and caring about people. Uh, so yeah, it's it's very important, and what it you is. guys do is really good. I'm a fan of the Fox Valley United Thank Way, and I you. always have been. Thank you. Yeah, so we support you guys, and if there's any news that you have that you want uh, put out there, uh, we can get together at the end of this and make sure we got the right context, and we'll we'll share anything you guys are doing. Awesome. Um, so you've been watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. JP just hit a light, but it's cool. He's all right over there. Um, we had a great interview today with uh, our friends on the show, Ms. Deborah Rudell of the Fox Valley United Way, the CEO, the current CEO. Um, we want you to be blessed, be strong, and be dedicated today. Help out when you can. It is still Breast Cancer and Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So if you can donate to good organizations to donate to and help out our uh, mutual ground in healing to healthy with Susan May Romano and Amy Downing. Uh, other than that, we will see you here tomorrow for another great episode. This was really cool. We appreciate our guests for coming in and talking to us. And um, 